Looking back on when I was a little nappy-headed boy, then my only worry was for Christmas what would be my toy. Even though we sometimes would not get a thing, we were happy with the joy the day would bring. Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. This is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. This season, I've been looking at leadership, and you know what? My inspiration, it has been the landmark album, Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. And this is my last episode, and I'm going to talk about my favorite song on the album, I Wish. Well, I've done eight episodes, but I Wish is my favorite Stevie Wonder song. I Wish. I Wish was at the top of the charts in eight countries, and number one in the U.S. and Canada, also in the top ten in Ireland and the Netherlands. And the song was also sampled by Will Smith in 1999, and is featured in the movie Happy Feet. Now on a personal note, I love the song, and I've already said I love the song. If I had a Mount Rushmore of songs in my life, I Wish would be on it. Another note that Stevie Wonder also played drums and keyboard on this song as well. The song is about looking back. When he says, I wish, he's looking back on a time before he had fame or fortune, which is interesting. You know, painful times, in fact. Again, he's talking about Christmas without a toy. But, but he brings out that he is happy with the joy the day would bring. So we're going to look at leadership and the idea of wishing in your leadership and what wishing in your leadership means and how we can apply the song, I Wish, and the concept of wishing and even more the concept of looking back into our day-to-day. Let's look at the definition. There's two meanings of wish. There's a verb and a noun. Let's look at the verb. To feel or express a strong desire or hope for something that is not easily attainable. Want something that cannot or probably will not happen. So when Stevie Wonder says, I wish for those days to come back again, we know that those days are not going to come back again. You're not going to be able to go from your 30-year-old self to your 10-year-old self. Those, so those days won't, won't come back again. So when Stevie Wonder was 26 during Songs in the Key of Life and his desire to go back to his childhood when he was, you know, 8 or 5 or 6 or whatever time period, you're not going to be able to do that, to go back from 26 to 6. So those days won't come back again. So that's something that is not easy to obtain easily attainable time travel. <laughs> Sorry about that. Or wanting something that cannot or probably will not happen. So in your leadership, take this away. You can look backwards and you can find joy. And, but you know what? You also find that the pain has been burned away. So when you go backwards and look at your failures and your mistakes, look for the joy. And then you can realize that the pain has been burnt away. And when I do this myself, I go back and see that, you know what? I, I did terrible in school when I was going from late middle school and all the way through high school and early in college. I didn't do very well in school, and that, that bothers me to this day. But when I look back, I also realized that my father was in and out of the hospital during that time, and he eventually passed from cancer. And I see that I was really a victim of childhood trauma, and I need to forgive myself for my academic performance, that there was a reason why I was performing poorly academically. I can look back. 
But I also know the joy of those times. I remember working at Dollar Bills. I remember playing the saxophone in the jazz band and being drum major of a marching band and, and, and those sorts of things. Even though there was pain, it didn't hold me back. So when you can look back at the days, you can be thankful for the good things that happened. And you can look at the pain that you have suffered and you can see that you have triumphed. Second definition is a noun. It's a desire for something to happen. And in your leadership, I wish that we would give credit to individuals and their talents and support them with resources. I'll tell you a little story. Daddy Rice was a singer in the South. And Daddy Rice observed a young slave boy dancing one day. And other entertainers would, would go on to make millions of dollars singing and dancing and imitating what they saw slaves were doing. And these were called minstrel shows. And these were uh, white men who would put on blackface. And for 80 years, it was the most popular form of entertainment in America. And they drew their inspiration they, from slaves. Slaves weren't allowed to dance, and slaves weren't allowed to perform in public, but they took their talent and abilities, and they formed their form of entertainment that they used to make popular from the talent and abilities of others. So we don't know the name of that slave boy. I wish we did. We know that people profited from their talents and their skills and their abilities, and they never received credit for it. Never received credit for it. In 1821, James... Hewlett. He was a member of the first African-American theater company, and they performed Othello. And they were in New York. And New York obviously was a free state, so they could perform at a theater. It wasn't a great theater. It was described as a rundown place where they performed. It was nothing fancy. They received great reviews for their play from the African-American press at the time. But their theater was shut down by, by hoodlums, by white people who didn't particularly care for African-Americans performing plays, also performing Shakespeare. That says something right there. 1820s, you had African-Americans performing Shakespeare. We know what people thought of African-Americans in the South. They enslaved them. We know what they said about African-American intelligence in the South at that time. But we see right here in 1821, we had people performing Shakespeare. Now, in the audience at that time was a young boy named Ira Aldrich. Aldrich was an African-American. He was a born to a free man. His father was a minister. His father didn't really particularly agree with him wanting to be in the theater, and he sent him to school in Europe. Now, in Europe, Ira Aldrich went on to become an actor. And he toured, the United, he toured Europe playing Othello, Macbeth, Shylock and King Lear. In fact, Ira Aldridge never returned to the United States. He received accolades all throughout Europe. In Moscow, Aldridge, it was said, was so popular that on one occasion, students took the horses off the carriage that he was riding in, and those students pulled him to the theater that he performed at. And then after the performance, they then pulled him back to his hotel 
For over 30 years, Aldridge acted in Europe. Here's some of the rewards he got. One, he got the Order of Chevalier was given to him by the King of Prussia. For two, the Cross of Leopold was given to him by the Tsar of Russia. And three, the Golden Order of Service from the Royal House of Saxony. He had great success in Europe because in America, he would not have even given, been given the opportunity to perform. Now, he had great fortune to be born in the North because he was at least free. But he was free, but he wasn't necessarily respected. A lot of African Americans, they, we saw what happened. They tried to perform in a theater company and it was, it was torn down by hoodlums. It was attacked. They were mocked. In the South, he wouldn't have even given the opportunity to perform. He would have been killed or put in jail. They would never have allowed him to act. He would have been a slave. So he had to go to Europe. Here's our leadership application for today. Do you look at your systems at work and try to make people fit it? Or do you look at the talent of the people you lead and tried to build systems that allow them to use their talents. See, if we would have looked at Ira Eldridge through the system of slavery, Ira Eldridge would have never have been an actor, would have never received their awards. There were people who were inspired in Europe because of his talents and abilities, but those talents and abilities would have never have been seen or heard from if we allowed the system to be the guide. I'm thankful for Ira Eldridge. I was able to go to school, graduate, get a degree, get certified to teach, then get certified to be a school administrator. Now I have the, the privilege to serve in that capacity. You know, I get frustrated sometimes. But I need to realize that I have opportunity. I have the opportunity to podcast. I have the opportunity to use my talents and abilities. Think back to the little slave boy. Daddy Rice took his moves. He never got that chance. Never got that, never got that chance. So what do you wish to have happen? Well, that's up to you. If you have the opportunity, take advantage of it. If your road is blocked, go somewhere else. As a leader, remember this one. If you are being blocked as a leader, look to your talents and abilities and take them somewhere else. Someone will appreciate you. There's a great book called The Dip by Seth Godin. Look at Ira, El look at Ira Aldridge. He went to Europe. And they respected him in Europe. And if you are a leader, appreciate the people who you work with. Because if you don't, someone else will. It's a sad day when you choose a system over a person, you lose in the end. If you have a talented person and that talented person walks out the door, they take their talent, their skills, and ability with them. And if you choose your system, the way of doing things, you lose. Think about how many times J.K. Rowling 
had Harry Potter rejected. And whatever reason she, she may have had the, had the rejection notice happen. Do you think the person who rejected Harry Potter, wherever they're working, will stand up and provide a vigorous defense of it was the right thing to do and I'm glad that I don't have the millions and billions of dollars that Harry Potter made, a percentage of that, that somebody who took the chance on Harry Potter has. I don't hear those speeches. I don't hear those speeches from people who turned away talent and turned away ability defending their reasoning or their logic for turning away talented people. They just turn the talented people away. And then we hear the stories of the talented people's success. Well, why? Nobody wants to be the person who rejects people and is proud of it. There's not a job that people are proud of what they do because they take away the ability and the opportunities of others. So appreciate the people that you lead. In the end, I wish I could talk with my father and get his advice from time to time, but I know that I can't. Yet, I can look back and see all the lessons he taught me and know that where I am today is because of how he and my mother raised me. I wish moving forward to take advantage of all the opportunities I have because I owe a debt to all the people who had talent, skills, and abilities but never got the opportunity to use them because of a system that was evil. I honor their memory by the way I choose to live. I wish. That's it for Songs in the Key of Life. Go out today and listen to the album and join me in the month of March because I'm coming back in the month of March and I'm going to celebrate Women's History Month and I'm going to look at leadership and I'm going to draw inspiration from great women and I'm going to use the music of Aretha Franklin to do that. This is Stephen Thompson and this is my experience.